Amen. First John chapter three, one through 10. Behold, what manner of love hath the father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God and it do not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. And every man that have this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law for sin is up is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, and whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God, do not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Amen. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. Thank you for the faith that you gave us, Father God, that we could see clearly in the power you gave us, Father God, the power you gave us to accept you as Lord and Savior, Father God, and dictate and rule our lives. Father, thank you for Jesus Christ dying on Calvary's cross. Thank you. And most of all, Raising from the dead. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Verse number nine. Y'all seen it. I know y'all seen it because y'all got y'all y'all know me by now. Whosoever is born of God, do not commit sin. How about that? Now, now that don't make sense to it. I know it don't, because that's not what it's intended to, to say. Whosoever is born of God, do not commit sin. Do not live in sin. Do not, do not, do not work sin, create sin, and, and is known by sin, and wake up to sin, and glory in sin, and gloat in sin. Remember them days? Amen. Whosoever is born of God has a, has a new attitude towards sin. Don't want to sin. Amen. I don't want to sin. And then when I do sin, I'm convicted of it. And I'm like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why am I thinking like that? That's, the, that's that new attitude. Amen. Okay? Got to have that. If you don't sin, it'll overtake you, overcome you, and, 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 and take his rightful place on the throne of your life. Whosoever is born of God. Do not commit sin. Why? For his seed remaineth. In you. Spirit of God is in you. That consciousness we was talking about on Wednesday night. Always pestering you. Always telling you to do stuff that you sometimes don't want to do. Telling you to hold your tongue. 
Lord have mercy, huh? For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. I was thinking about the, the kid, 21-year-old boy that did the shooting down in Atlanta. Member of a church, said it this morning, father was an elder in the church, you know, and, and raised in the church, went to a water club and VBS and was baptized. <clears throat> What's it all mean? Just it's just a lot of theater if something didn't happen. What's missing? What did I say? He was not born of God. Nothing enough nowhere did it say he was born of God. Mm -hmm. Let me let me let me let me read what he said. Let me read what he said. He says this, and I can relate to this. Because I, this happens with me. He said, as many as you remember, this is the shooter, his own words. On his website, when I was eight years old, I thought I was becoming a Christian. And got baptized during that time. And I remember a lot of the reasons for that is a lot of my friends in my Sunday school class were doing that. What do you say? Jake taught a class on what it means to be baptized and why should you get baptized. And there's no reason to get baptized if you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Okay? Amen. If you're getting baptized because your friends are getting baptized or your parents are saying you need to get baptized, then you're getting wet. Amen. Okay? That's it. Getting wet ain't going to get you into heaven. Okay, but here John is talking to this young church because this young church is 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 obviously struggling with these questions because these false teachers is coming in and saying, "Well, you can be a Christian and still do some stuff that Christians shouldn't do." Amen. Sound like today's church, don't it? Sure do. Okay. And 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 John is saying, "No, no, no! Don't believe the false teachers. Don't believe them." This is this is basic stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't mean to be condescending. I'm not saying I'm not saying. Were you preaching? I'm, no, I need this too. Amen. This is basic stuff. This is basic Christianity. Okay, whoever is born of God, do not commit sin. That's what that's what the Bible is saying here. Why? Why, John? I can hear the I can hear the hands go up. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin. Why, John? Because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest because they have a problem with sin. Jake, you have a problem with sin. Do you have a problem when you sin? Yeah, because you are the seed is in you. Sin, Jake. Chill. Pastor, you a pastor. See, see how's I, how does Holy Spirit talk to me when I'm getting ready to do something crazy? Or I, you a pastor. Thank you. That's that seed in you. Listen. Not committing sin. We had a good, we had a good Wednesday night Bible study. Because some of this Amen. stuff came up. Amen? Amen. Okay. John is saying, if you're born of God, 
Okay? Your attitude has changed about sin. Okay? Let me, let me give you a couple examples. I have them listed on, I have scriptures listed, one, two, three, four. Let me give you number one. Let me give you number one. Because see, for by grace are you saved, right? Through faith and not yourself, it's a gift of God. What does grace do? What does grace do? Based on what I just said, grace saves you. For by grace are you saved. Let me tell you something else grace does. Teaches you. Teaches you. Grace, grace is a teacher. Let me give you a scripture. Second, for Titus 2.11, watch what grace does. Here's Paul talking to a church. He said, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation have appeared to all men. See, nobody's going to stand before the Lord and say, I, I, your grace never appeared to me. You, you can write that off. You're not going to be able to stand before the Lord and say, you know, I, I, I never, I never... No, because the word of God said, the grace of God have appeared to all men. And watch what it does. Teaching us. Teaching us what? What does grace teach? Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live how? Soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Now, I'm not a drinker. That word soberly, soberly doesn't mean you shouldn't drink. That word soberly means you should live with a God consciousness. Amen. You should be serious about the things of God. You can have fun, and we do. And I have, I have one of the greatest sense of humor known to man. But, but when it comes to the things of God, you want to make sure that you are serious about how you present them. Amen. Soberly, righteously. Godly in this present world. When you got a new attitude towards sin, you, you're going to plead with God. You're going to plead with God that you, that you live righteously. Anybody do that? I want to be right with God. I want to be right with God. But that, that ought to be part of your prayer in the morning. You know what? First of all, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for my, thank you for, for blood running through my body. Thank you for my hands. Thank you that my children are safe. We had a good night. But most of all, thank you, Father God. I want to I want to I want to live righteously today. Okay, remember David when David when David got called out. Nathan came to David and said, "David, you the man." And David David confessed everything. But then he wrote in Psalms fifty one. I'm only going to read one verse out of Psalms fifty one fifty one ten. Watch what David says. This is a plea. This is a plea. This ought to be our plea. Okay. Somebody say, "Well, how do you, I do? I do with, how do I deal with sin? Because it's all around me." David plead. He said, created me a clean heart, oh God. Watch this now. This is that new attitude that you have when you come to the Lord. Now, if you don't have this attitude, you probably won't check and say, did I come to the Lord? Am I a child of God or am I a man of God or am I a woman of God? Because you're going to say, Lord, create me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Within me. I want it in me. I want this thing controlling me. I don't want that old spirit that, that I used to serve, as, as Paul was saying in Romans 6.18. He said, then being made free of sin, you became servants of righteousness. 
Before we got saved, before we were, before we got saved, before we were born again, we were servants of sin. Think about that. When you get saved, you get a new master. You got a new master now. Now I ain't part of the culture, the cancel culture. I can say I'm gonna say master and slave and all that kind of stuff. I'm not worried about y'all, y'all's, y'all's uh, feelings, okay? Because I know before I got saved, before God saved me, I was a slave Amen. to sin. Amen. And when God saved me, I was emancipated. <laughs> I was. I was emancipated. I was free. You was free. And I, and I was happy. Amen. Free from sin. And then I became a servant of righteousness. Now you can't be free from sin and, and not become something else. You can't be free of sin and still sin and still still sin. You got to become a servant of righteousness. Oh, come on. Come on. How's your righteousness? Talk about this morning. Are you trying to do right? Are you asking God, I want to be right? I'm going to be a servant of righteousness. I know I ain't going to be right. I I know I'm not going to be perfect, a perfect righteousness until I get to heaven. But right now I want to do what's right. I want to be right. I want to be right with my neighbors. I want to be right with my coworkers. I want to be right with my church. I want to be right with with my wife and my kids. I want to be right. Because it's proof of a new attitude. John John says in 1 John 2.29, everyone that doeth righteousness, how about that, is begotten of him. Born again. Don't tell me about you being born again if you don't have a, a desire to live righteously. How about that? Born and born, born of God, folks are taught by God's grace to live righteously. Let me give you this verse. This verse. Here's Paul. Now, now watch who he says the righteous judge is. Okay, because Paul, Paul, Paul worked hard at being righteous. Okay, like Margaret was saying, he had a sense of urgency about his work. He wanted to be right with God, and he fought a good fight. He says, and then he says this in in, in Second Timothy four. He said, "Henceforth, because of the way I serve God, and the way I the way I worship God and praise God, and the way I taught the Scripture," he says, "Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness." How about that? A crown of righteousness. Why would, he, why would he get a crown of righteousness? Not because he was right. Because Paul wrote in Romans, there's none righteous, no, not one. But he had a desire, he had an attitude, and he had a, 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 a zeal to do what was right. And he says this, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Watch this now. Which the Lord, which the Lord, the righteous judge, She'll give me at that day and not to be only, but to all them, watch this, that love his appearing. Amen. You know, that new attitude, not only that new attitude is going to give you a desire to want to be right. I want to be right. I want to be right. That new attitude is going to separate you. It's going to separate you. I, I think this is a hard part. This is a hard part for us today. I, I've gotten used to being just me and Cindy, being alone. I tell Cindy all the time, Cindy, Cindy, don't, Cindy, don't haven't embraced it yet. 
Because her family sort of pushing away from her, pushing away from her. I, don't want, ah. I say, how's your family doing? Ah. See, you're the church lady. See, you're the church lady, you know, the church boy. Folks don't want to only be around you. Huh? You got to sit there and hold your tongue. When they can't do what they want to do around a church lady, they'd rather you not be around. Okay? But see, the scriptures, the scriptures empower me. I'm emboldened by the fact that I have this new attitude and I have this spirit of God and, and I know what's going to happen because Jesus said it himself. See, when, when I can support what's going on with me, with the scriptures, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I don't need. I don't need nobody. I don't need to talk to nobody about. It. Need, can you explain this to me, Deacon Jeremy? Is this really what it say? I know what it say. And Jesus said, "Blessed are you." See, we don't like this kind of blessing, Jake. Uh-uh, we like the new car blessings. We like, oh, my leg feel better blessings. We like, oh, my back the pain going and my back blessings. Let me tell you something. You gonna get old. And that pain one day. That pain ain't never gonna go away. Okay, they're going to give you a bunch of morphine drip, but they're going to start coming to your room, put that little sponge with water on it, ice chips in your mouth. See, so your mom will get ready. Jesus said, blessed are you when men shall hate you. Huh? Didn't think that was in the Bible. What did you tell you? It's in there. Blessed are you. See, we, don't ever look, we would never look at this as a blessing, would we? Everybody hate me. If you serve in God, that may be the greatest blessing. Some, you know, that's just confirmation. Blessed are you when men hate you, when men shall hate you, and they shall separate you from their company. This is the scriptures. And shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Ain't no use talking to him. All he's gonna do is quote scripture. All he's gonna do is tell you what that Bible says. You ask him, don't ask Uncle Keith, because all he's going to tell you, well, you know, what the Bible says. He's going to give you book, chapter, verse. Listen, all you got to do is be holy. I hear people all the time, they, they tell me, they say, listen, if I, get, if I become a Christian, do I got to stop going here, stop doing this? And, no, no, you, you ain't got to do nothing. You be a Christian and it'll stop itself. A lot of things will stop on their own. All you got to do is start being holy. Like Ann was just getting ready to say, be you holy for I am holy. You start living a holy life and things will happen and, and you won't even feel them. It'll be like, you be like, you go to Walmart two weeks ago, big mountain of snow where they piled it all up. Now it's, it's real little. And you can sit there, sit there and watch that snow pile all day. You'll never see it melt. Next day, you come back next day, like, what happened? That's how sin is. That's how this, that's how this thing works. Watch what, watch what Jude says. Jude says this about separation, because you got to have some separation. Amen. Don't tell me you, don't tell me you, you saved and, 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 and there's no separation. Okay? Jude said this, and this is Jesus' brother-in-law or stepbrother. He says, he says, these be they who separate themselves. Okay? Some folks are going to separate themselves from you. You start talking about, well, what are you doing today? Well, I'm down here studying the Bible, looking over some scriptures. Oh, okay, you on that now. Uh, I heard it. Okay, you heard that? Yeah, you on that now? Okay, okay. 
folks you used to drink with and get high with. You know, what you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm just looking through First John's, pastor preaching through First John. I've been just, just studying along. Oh, okay. I was going to come by, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Come by, open the refrigerator up. Huh? Well, you just got milk in here? What's that? Oh, I ain't, I ain't, got, I ain't doing that no more. Oh, okay. All right. See you. I know how that go. See? And they be, they be there, Jude 119. And these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. See, this, these verses is in the Bible. This is a wonderful, wonderful book. Okay? It's a wonderful book. Paul, right to the Corinthian church. Corinthian church, he corrected them. Oh, he, he always corrected when he talked to the Corinthian church because, see, they had all kind of stuff going on in their church. They had all kind of stuff going on in their church. He said, he said, he said, do not yoke yourself together with unbelievers. See, we put signs out in, out in front of the church. I ride by them. See, I'm saddened by it. See, some people say, I know some of y'all look at me like, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Everybody welcome. I see that on outside of these churches. Everybody welcome. You know, what's that mean? What's that mean? Everybody welcome. Everybody is welcome to come in and hear the word of God. Okay? But you're not welcome to come and become a member of a church unless you're saved and born again. Amen. Amen. Now, now, I, I, I catch it on. And listen, the church is for safe folks. Now, you come in the door and you're welcome. You can come in here with all your mess like I did. Came to the church, all my mess. All my mess. I don't even wear some of the clothes that I wore to church when I first got when I was first coming to church. I was like, I was a mess. Okay, I, I'm just telling you the truth. I was a hot mess. I come to church and I wasn't. I, I was just a mess, and I wasn't ready to join. And they just say, "Oh, come to Jesus." You don't. Nah, I don't do that. Y'all notice I have. I don't do that. I don't have them put the chairs up. Say, "Come join the church." You hear a message one time. You need, you need to know what you're getting into. Okay? Need to know what you get into. You know why I say that? Let me tell you why. You bring them in here, and they join the church. And we've experienced this already, so y'all familiar with it. And they join the church, and there haven't been a, a transformation. There hasn't been a redeeming, a, a sanctifying work done on a person. Okay, and then they join the church, they become, they part of the church. They become elders and, and ministers and, 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 and treasurers and stuff like that. Okay? And then bad stuff happens. Why? Because they haven't been, they haven't been changed. They haven't been changed. So Paul, right to the Corinthian church, he come in there and say, look at these folks. What you, what? He probably talked to them and say, what happened when you got saved? What are you talking about saved? I, I, I'm not saved. I've never been born again. See? I just come here and they come here and they, they still do everything they did when they was in the streets. But now they're members of the church. And watch what Paul says. This is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6, 17. Watch what he says. He says, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate. Separate. The Bible talks about separation. Say the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. And watch, and I will receive you. I will receive you. Okay. How's your separation? How's your separation? 
Think about that. What happened when you got saved? Same friends? Family look at you the same way? Still cussing, swear around you, act a fool around you. They don't care about your salvation. You know what? It's just the same. Yeah, I don't care. When my, before my father got saved, I wouldn't even go over his house after church. My brother would go over there, and my father wasn't saved, and he was cussing, swearing, and acting a fool, and everything. Cause that's how he was. My brother said, "I don't even go." I said, "Tom, I don't even go over there. I don't even go visit him after I leave church. Cause I don't want to hear that." Okay. Mm-hmm. And then when he got saved, his mouth changed. Amen. His mouth changed. His mouth changed. Stuff that he used to say, things and things that he would say around you, and knowing that you were a man of God, knowing that you were a church guy. What we call this morning, man of God, God fearing man. You know, he knew that, and, and he would say stuff just to trigger you. You ever been around people? They know you're a woman of God. They know you're a man of God. They know you're a God fearing man or woman, and they just try to say stuff just to hit a button, see if they can set you off, trigger you. Okay, separate yourself from that. You hear that? And then they'll talk different around you. Then they'll start talking different around you. Maybe they'll reason with them. Paul, I can talk about Paul all day, but let me just keep stay on, stay on task here, okay? Born again person. Here's, 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 a, here's a good one for me. A born again person. A born again person. You know what they got? Assurance. Assurance. What are you talking about? Assurance. The confidence. Yeah, that's why they think. Yeah, that's why people say well, Christians can be arrogant. They can be haughty. They can, no, no, no. There's a there's an assurance that you get that the world don't have. Okay. That's why I can sit up here. I can sit up here. Listen, I, I'm not. I'm not telling y'all not to take no shots. If y'all want to take shots, take shots. Take all the shots you want. Okay. I got my three. I told you I got my three shots. All right. And I'm good with that. I got the Father, I got the Son, and I got the Holy Ghost. So they all be kicking in on me, you know? Amen. And, 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 and I'm not scared. Amen. I'm not scared of dying. People say, well, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. What are you talking about? You should want to die. <laughs> now, see, now, some people take that out of context and say, well, you know, you need to walk out in the middle of traffic. Now, that's not what I'm saying. Don't be stupid. I'm not being stupid. Okay? I'm not, I'm not talking about suicide or anything like that, but I'm not worried about dying. Amen. Let me tell you why. Because I know where I'm going. Amen. I know where I'm going, and I know where I'm going is better than this. Okay, and I'm going to miss Amaya, and I'm going to miss Karina, and I'm going to miss Cindy, and I'm going to miss some of y'all. I'm not all y'all. <laughs> I don't want nobody to feel left out. But you, you understand what I'm saying, but I know it gets better. Okay? How do I know? Because the word of God tells me so. See, the word of God tells me that it gets better. And as a believer, if you're a believer and you're running around here among unbelievers, worried about dying, worried about getting sick, what kind of message are you sending to a dying world? Okay? Think about what I'm saying. Am I making sense? Well, I'm so, I want to, you know, listen. Do not resuscitate, okay? D D 
in their heart, whatever, they, whatever the issue is, some of them do not resuscitate. All right? I'm out. Deuces. <laughs> I'm out. Okay? And yeah, listen, I, I, watch, let me get some scripture. Isaiah. Isaiah 12 and 2. I like this one here. He said, Behold, God is my salvation. Now you gotta remember Isaiah. Once Isaiah seen the Lord, he said, I see the Lord high and lifted up. And he said, I dwell among the people with unclean lips. God separated, now the people want to kill him. The same people that he hung out with with unclean lips, now they wanted to kill Isaiah. He was a prophet, and he was just saying what the Lord said, and now they wanted to kill him. And here's Isaiah. Different man now. See, some preachers need to get saved. See, some of them are thinking like, you know, I, there, there was a story of a man, he was preaching at a church, and, and he had been a deacon for like 30 years, and a man, a missionary came in and preached the gospel, and the deacon got saved. Amen. See, everybody sitting up in here ain't been born again, and I'm talking about not in here, but wherever this message is being heard, on Facebook or whatever, you, I, you know you ain't saved. Amen. Okay? And going to church don't make you saved. Cleaning the church, though, you can clean it. You can polish it, Margaret. And listen, you need to be born again. Mm-hmm. You can slide through here on the, on the floor. Woo! <laughs> Still, you see, see, the janitors need to be saved, Jake. The ushers need to be saved. You know, the, the choir members need to be saved. The deacons need to be saved. Everybody needs to be saved. And the preachers need to be saved. Isaiah said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust. And here we go. And not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. I like that. See, you start preaching the word of God. Back then, as a prophet, oh, they want to kill you. I was saying it, I was saying it this morning. Preaching now, pre- preaching now has become glamorous. You become a preacher now, you glamorous. You know, you you superstar. You ain't saying nothing. Amen. You ain't saying nothing. You just you just fronting. It's all theater. Okay? Start preaching, try preaching salvation. See what happens. You gotta have an, you gotta have an assurance. You gotta have faith in Christ. That's a sign of being born again. Confidence, trust, reliance, conviction, belief, loyalty. Uh oh, loyalty. Come on now. Commitment, dedication. All those words fall under faith and assurance. You don't see them often. You don't see them often. Folks scared, wanted a big conversation. Well, can I lose my salvation? If you're sitting up in here thinking that the God of the universe saved you and you can lose your salvation, you better think again. Okay? Let me, let me, give, you, let me give you. See, I, I give you these scriptures so you'll have some ammunition. Because you run into folks. Well, I used to be a Christian. You, you, you never was a Christian. If you used to be a Christian, you never was a Christian. Okay? So I hear people say, well, I was a Christian. Now I, I, I switched over to Islam. No, you were never a Christian. Stop playing with me. I don't like to. Listen, I, I used to be saved. No, you was never saved. 
Am I making sense? Amen. Amen. You know, I never say you used I used to go to church. You know, that's different. You can say that all day. But you cannot say, I used to be saved and be not saved. Because everybody that God saved is saved. Okay? Let me, let me give you some scripture. He said, my sheep hear my voice. They understand my voice. They understand what I'm saying. And I know them and they follow me. And I give them, here we go, eternal life. They get an eternal life. They're not just getting any kind of life. See, the world gives you this life. They give you, well, you know, rest in peace. We tried to find that this morning. Nobody can find rest in peace in the Bible because it's not in there. Because if you don't die saved, you're not resting in peace. I don't care how good it sounds. Okay? It didn't sound good. Well, you know, honey, honey, rest in peace. He, your husband's resting in peace. Not if he ain't know the Lord. Amen. Not if he wasn't born again. Not if he didn't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You can say it all you want. I don't even want to say it. I don't even say it no more. I have to come up with something else. Amen. Something biblical. Lord be with you. Not him. Family. Because this book is shut. Mm -hmm. Shut. Stay with me. Let me go back to John 10, 10, 27, 28, 29. He says this. He says, he says, and I give them eternal life. How long is that? When does that start? When does eternal life start for the believer? Let me tell you when it starts. The day you get saved. Amen. The day you get saved, eternal life starts. Your eternal life starts. Okay? He says, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Never. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. God saved you, he's going to keep you. And ain't no man bad enough to say, well, you know what? I got one out of God's hand. So somebody tell you, well, I used to be saved. What do you tell them? You tell them, dude, well, you, you mean you was in God's hand and somebody took you out of God's hand? Explain that. How'd that happen? How did you used to be saved? Because God's word don't support you used to be saved. Okay? Okay. He says, my father, which gave them to me. Watch this. It's greater than all. All. He's greater than all. Watch this. And no man is able. That word able could be strong enough. Okay. To pluck them out of my father's hand. They ain't like that. See folks want to see folks want to make their own way. They want to make they want to make their own way. They want to do their own thing. He said, "I and my father are one." Uh oh. And the Jews took up stones again to stone him. How's your faith? How's your assurance? How's your confidence? How's your trust? How's your conviction? How's your belief? How's your loyalty and commitment? All those words fall under faith in Christ for the believer, for the born again person. You gotta have faith. You gotta have outstanding faith. You gotta have outstanding faith. Because we live in a world today that's so dark and fallen, so evil, and, 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 and so destitute of the love of God. You better have great faith. Amen. You gotta have great faith. You gotta have it. 
There's no, there's, there's no, there's no getting around. You got to have a great belief system. See, we we take John three sixteen and we just say, oh, it's a, it's a cute verse. It's not a cute verse. Let me tell you something. It's not a cute verse. It's one of the most radical, militant, mm-hmm. confrontational verses in the whole canon of scripture. Amen. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That's, that's some kind of love. Now watch where John goes with this. Or Jesus. That whosoever. Believeth in him. Should not perish. But have. Everlasting life. That's radical. Because what's happening. What's happening Sylvia if you don't believe in him. What kind of life are you having. Okay, and, and, and the people that was listening to Jesus at this time probably didn't believe. And Jesus said, "If you don't believe in me, you're going to hell." Mm-hmm. That's radical. They probably picked a rock soon after that again. See, those are those are the kind of verses that get your get the rocks thrown at you. Let me let me let me give you another one. I'm talking about being born again. I'm talking about evidence of being. Born again. Now I've told you guys. When Cindy and I lived in Middle Ridge, I, called, I I wanted to be a gardener. Margaret, I wanted to be a gardener, and I had my first garden. And the, and, 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 and the garden went like this: I put my tomatoes here, then I put my peppers here, and then I put my cucumbers here. Now Margaret already know because I think I shared this with what happened. But the cucumbers were attracted to the sun and, and, and they took off. And they was going across the street to the other man's house. Okay? But in the process, they choked out all the peppers and all the tomatoes. All, all I had was cucumbers. Okay? Now, now, now what am I getting at? When, 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 when you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when you are born again, you have a, a longing for God, just like those cucumbers. Just like those cucumbers, when I planted them, they turned toward the sun. And, and they started going toward the sun. When you become a child of God, when you become a child of God, you have a longing for Jesus. You have a longing for Jesus. And, and you're going to turn from that, that darkness and you're going you're gonna to reach toward the sun. You're going to turn and you're going to reach for the sun. Listen. That's good stuff. Y'all remember Mary. Mary, Mary in John 12, 3. Now, now Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. That was Mary's brother. And, and, and Mary loved her brother. Mary loved her brother. She, 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 when she seen Jesus coming, she said, oh, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not die. She loved Lazarus, her brother. And when Jesus delivered Lazarus from the grave, in John 12 and 3, it says this. Jesus was at the house of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And then the Bible says, then Mary, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard. Very costly. Very costly. And anointed the feet of Jesus. 
and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled, the Bible says, with the odor of the ointment. What's Mary doing? Showing her love. Showing her love for the Lord. Showing her appreciation for all that he has done. Now Mary's always at Jesus' feet. We always find Mary at Jesus' feet. But now she said, listen, what you've done for me is priceless. Mm -hmm. Let me tell y'all something. If you saved today, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we, we went over this this morning. Y'all bear with me. Some of y'all was at Sunday school. But if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and he's given you the faith to believe and he's given you the grace to accept him as Lord and Savior, you have, you have a priceless relationship. Okay? It's worth, there's nothing that you have on this earth worth more than your relationship Amen. with Jesus. Amen. Okay? Amen. There's nothing you have. I, and I know, I know, I know. I know we love our children. I know, Jake, I know you love your three babies, and I know you love Jackie, and I, and I know it. But they second Amen. to your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Your relationship with the Lord means everything. And they, they need to know that. They need to know that. Children need to know my dad love the Lord. That my dad loved the Lord. Ray, Ray would come home from school. He'd come home. He was going to be on the bowling team. He said, I said, that's, that's, that's fine. Do that. He said, the only problem is they, they, they all their tournaments is on Wednesday. Well, he already knew. I can't go, Ray. I, you know, hey. And then, you know, that people say, oh, Pastor, you know, you you too rigid. No, no, I, I, maybe I am. I don't know. I'll find out when I get to heaven. Uh-huh. Amen. Okay? But right now, like I say, we was talking about it the other day. Wednesdays is out. Nobody calling me. It's Sunday at 11 o'clock. What you doing? I ain't getting all you air for your phone ringing. Do you love the Lord like that? I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. But, I, but I, have to, I have to talk about this one last thing. And I had, I'm, I'm going to skip over two. I've got to get to this, no, this one here. This one here. This one This one here just was just meant so much to me. And I hope it means this much to you guys. But you got to have some victories in your life. The, the, the born again believer. We, we, got, we got this Christianity today. Moping and complaining. Oh, I, I talk to Christians. Moping and complaining. Moping and complaining like they ain't got no power. Moping and complaining. Moping and complaining. And I'm sitting here like, where's the, where's the war at? Where's the battle at? Where's the success at? Have you no success? You got a testimony of how God has been good to you lately? Anybody? Can't just be me. God's answering prayers. I'm, I'm, I'm just dealing on that God. Do this. You done done that. And he's doing great things. Okay. He says this in John, John 5, 4, talking about the, the man of God that's born again. He said, for whosoever is born again or born of God, watch this now, overcometh the world. How about that? And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth? Here we go. That Jesus is the son of God about that. 
When you get a faith in God, when you believe that Jesus Christ is truly who he is, then you have the power to do the impossible. How would you want to do something possible if you could do something that's impossible? Remember Joshua? Moses, my servant has died. Here's Joshua. I got it on my wall in my office. Here's Joshua now. He's in, he's in control. And he's nervous about it. He's nervous about being the man. And God speaks to Joshua. He says this in Joshua 1 9. He says, Have I not commanded thee? I like this. So I like these kind of verses because I, I just do. I like battle verses. I like warrior verses. I like these kind of verses. He says, Have I not commanded thee? Question mark. Be strong and, and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. Why? Why? For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Amen. Somebody say, well, you can't use that. Oh, you can't use that. That was for Joshua. That wasn't for you. That was for Joshua. Let me tell you something. I get this stuff. I have these conversations. You know what I tell them? When they say that, I say all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instructions in righteousness. I take Joshua and I take what God said to Joshua and I apply it to myself. Amen. Okay? I apply it to myself. Because we got we need some we need some strong Christians. We got too many, how would we call them? Spaghetti bad Christians. Spaghetti bag Christians, he's so weak and push him right over. You know, they push him right over. I was, I was, I was at Panera Bread a couple weeks ago with Jake, and, and I was first one there. Jake walked in, and then Dave walked in. I was like, look at them dudes. <laughs> like they're ready to kick some butt. I like butt kicking Christians. Amen. You know, we ought to be butt kicking Christians, you know. That's why I like, you know, Margaret and Margaret and Margaret and, 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 and Sylvia be ready to fight. <laughs> Slap somebody. Bomb wanna shoot somebody. <laughs> hey. But that's the attitude you have as a, as a man or woman of God. We really called to be, we're really called to be soldiers. Amen. And seriously, God calls us to be soldiers. We so hey, listen, don't we can't be so weak. And I don't mean physically, I just mean you gotta be strong. That's right. I ain't repeating that. <laughs> let me let me let me help you and I'm gonna close. Honestly. Honesty. Honestly. I got some I, I just got some battle battle verses. Okay. You ever get you ever get weak? You, just, you need some verses just to lift you up. See, this is where I be. He says, he says, for God have not given us the what? The spirit of fear. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Because if you if you live in fear, you don't have a sound mind. I'll tell you something right now. You don't have a sound mind. You worry about every little thing. If you worry about every little thing, you know you don't have a sound mind. Hmm. Here you go. Here you go, Deacon Jeremy. In Romans 13 and 4, here's Paul talking to the Roman church. Now he said, but, 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 but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Put him on. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch this. And make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Put it on. Put the Lord on. Mm-hmm. Put the Lord on. Remember, we, I used to hear some people say, well, I can't see the Lord because all I see is you. Woo. 
Some folks say, I can't see the Lord because all I can see is you. See, we don't have the Lord on. They need to see the Lord first. Amen. They need to see the Lord. Here come, here. Here come man of God. Here come woman of God. Hmm. Hmm. Victory. Let me get two, two more verses. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut it down for real. Stop laughing, Ann. Watch this. this I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they call it a funeral verse, but I, I, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with y'all because that's all I really want to be. I haven't been to a lot of funerals where, say, folks was getting buried. Okay. I've been to a lot of funerals, but I can count them on my hands. Where these folks, where the, where the man of God that was doing this, the eulogy could honestly say that this person had the evidence of a changed life, saved life, born again man of God, born again woman of God. I'm not saying I haven't been to any, because y'all know I have, because I've done some here. But I've been to more where he had nothing to say about this man's relationship with the Lord. Had no relationship with the Lord, had no relationship with the church, and talking about. Death wears your sting. So being saved means that you've taken off the corruptible and put on the incorruptible. Paul, 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 Paul let the Corinthian church have it. I'm surprised they didn't kill him there. He says, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then, then, and only then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where's thy victory? The sting of death is sin. Here we go. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks. Be to God, which giveth us the victory. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how we get the victory. You get the victory when you're born again. No born again, no victory. No relationship with the Lord, no victory. Jason. Do you have a victory? Or are you fearful? Are you unbelieving? See, there's a, there's a, there's, those are, those are, there's a, that's a damnable sin. That's a, that's a damnable sin to be an unbeliever. Talk to your people. Let me tell you something. God's got a special place for the fearful and the unbelieving. Anybody, anybody read that first? If I'm reading it right in, in, in Revelation 21 and 8, watch this. I'm close with this verse. Because I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get off y'all's nerves. Being fearful, is, being fearful is a great sin. And fearful can go two ways. Not having reverence for the things of God, just being scared. Okay. But 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 John is writing in, in Revelation. He says this. He says this in Revelation 21 and 8. He said, but the fearful and the unbelieving. Not born again, not saved, and the abominable. Okay. 
Y'all know what abominable is? You know how God, you know, you know the verse that God uses for abominable? No. Let me give you one. Deuteronomy 22, 5. Okay. You know what it says? You know what it says? He said, this is an abomination to God. He said, a man or a woman should not put on the clothes of a man and a man should not wear the garment of a woman. All who does that is an abomination Amen. to the Lord. Amen. Okay. Murderers, he goes down the list. Murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars. All liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. On a happy note. On a happy note. Jesus said, now repeat it, for God so loved the world. That's us. That whosoever, no, for God so loved the world, what? That he gave his only begotten son. How about that? That whosoever, whosoever shall believeth in him shall not perish. Or should not perish if Claire is listening, but have what? Everlasting life. That's a good word. That's a good word from God. I hear that all the time. People say, oh, you, know, you know, people don't know what it means to be born again. You do now. It's a changing attitude. It's repentance, having faith, having trust, having victories, serving God, having a longing, having a longing. I like that one the most. Having a longing for the things of God. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't see that a lot. I don't see that as much as I, you would think. You know, they say for seven out of ten people in America are Christians. I don't see a real longing for the things of God. Mm-hmm.